welcome to the podcast presentation of Murder at Avedon Hill, The Chronicles of Aramis Kraken, written and performed by P.G. Holyfield. So now, wow, I'm having a J.C. Hutchins moment. So now, the story so far. In the first episode, we met Greta Platt, housemistress of Avedon Manor. Greta is found in the safest place in the world for her, the Avedon Manor courtyard. She works in her large journal surrounded by the stone walls of Avedon Manor, but her safety is only an illusion, as Greta is brutally murdered by a powerful figure that somehow entered the courtyard undetected. As the chapter closes, we hear the thoughts of the murderer, letting us know that Greta's death is only the beginning. We then meet Aramis Kragen, who arrives at Avedon Hill several days after Greta's murder. Aramis is a retired ironic advisor, a sort of diplomat and counselor respected throughout Cairn. Traveling with Aramis is a student named Aaron Perti. Aramis is met at the town gate by his cousin, Red Carlson, who lets Aramis know that Avedon Hill has been closed by Lord Avedon after the death of Greta Platt. The first episode closes with Aramis convincing a guard, Cletus, to speak with him about the possibility of entering Avedon Hill. And now, episode two of Murder at Avedon Hill. Chapter 2 Ruler of the Known World The Icon of Aruna, the Child of Nobility The beggar pulled off his hood. Baron Talford gasped. King Leonid! The king held a knife to his enemy's throat. Never underestimate the forgotten man, Baron. It will be your undoing one day. Possibly today. From the Tale of the Peasant King Aramis and Aaron waited far longer for Cletus than either of them could have expected. During this time, they heard muffled curses from the other side of the gate. What Apparently, speaking with the two of them face to face was a great inconvenience for Cletus. Finally, a previously unnoticed small door, hidden within the left side of the town gate, opened towards them. A large man squeezed through the small door, presumably Cletus. The town's gatekeeper was dressed in what might have been called a uniform at one time. But the garb was well past worn by this point, and the man standing in front of them seemed not to care. To Aramis, Cletus looked to be around 40 years old. He had the arms of a warrior. Aramis surmised that Cletus had at one time served in the Grotian army. The man's belly, however, was not the result of a long army career. As Cletus stepped towards them, Aramis could hear the strain of the leather belt as he moved. 
Cletus weighed nearly as much as Aramis and Aaron combined. A greasy face gave the impression that Cletus may have been interrupted mid-meal. His full beard held remnants of at least two kinds of meat. Cletus eyed Aramis Cragen suspiciously. He had dismissed Aaron at first glance as a simple retainer. Aramis was dressed in a black robe, hood pulled back over his shoulders. The robe had a border of gold and silver threaded bars, an indication of his current status within the Aaronic Order. Well, what's so important? Aramis bowed his head slightly. His arms were folded in front of him, hands hidden in the folds of his robe. It was his normal stance, giving him access to several hidden pockets, yet the appearance of calm passivity. Good morning, Cletus. My name is Aramis Cragen. This is my student, Aaron. We require entry into... Require, eh? We'll see about that. Cletus took a stick of packed tobacco from a pouch at his side and gnawed off a huge chunk. A mixture of tobacco juices and saliva leaked out of his mouth and down his chin. The tobacco explained more about the condition of the man's facial hair. It appeared that at least half of what he spit never made it to the ground. Cletus chewed and spoke at the same time. As a result, what he said was hard to follow. What is your business with Lord Avedon? Cletus, I am traveling to Kith Karn to attend a conference. We need access to the Alviarn Pass, and I understand Lord Avedon has closed it completely. Yes, he has. And since he's closed it, you won't be needing to come into town either. Aaron, red-faced, spoke up. God's sakes, man. Don't you see who this man is? Aramis glanced over to his charge without turning his head, wondering if Aaron would ever learn that anger was rarely a successful tact during the first stages of diplomacy. As large as Cletus was, he was still forced to look up at the taller and leaner Aaron. Cletus furrowed his brow and then slowly lowered his gaze to the ground, spitting a large wad of tobacco directly onto Aaron's left boot. Boy... You think monk robes make a difference to me? Aaron started forward, but Aramis used an arm to bar his advance. Cletus's speech became much clearer. Your precious order has never found Lord Avedon or his ancestors worthy of an advisor. Not that the Avedons would have accepted one, sir, Aramis. Aramis guided Aaron back a step, forcing Cletus to focus only on him. Excuse my young friend, Cletus. I am a good teacher but only time can overcome the impatience of youth. Cletus glared back at Aaron. (laughs) Time, and maybe a swift kick in the ass. Aaron, nearly apoplectic, found it impossible to remain near the two men. He stormed away, heading back to his bags. Six months before, Aaron might have drawn a weapon by this point. Realizing he was no help to Aramis, Aaron concentrated on being ready to go when the time came whether it was through the town gates or away from Avedon Hill. Cletus, the boy does have a point, though. I am sure that your Lord Avedon would not appreciate you turning away a representative of the Aaronic Order. Cletus smiled, proudly showing off his tobacco-stained teeth. (laughs) You see, Sir Aramis, that's where you're wrong. First of all, if I don't let you through this gate, Lord Avedon never knows that I turned away a representative of the Aaronic Order. Second, you keep referring to Lord Avedon as if this will somehow sway my decision, whether I let you in or not. Cletus turned and pointed to the gate. You see this gate? Of course. 
This gate has been the doorway to Avedon Hill for over 400 years. No army has ever breached it. Not that any have tried. No thieves other than the merchants and peddlers that use the Oviarn Pass as their trade routes have ever found their way over or around it. It only needs one guard, and that would be me. No one enters or leaves this town without my say-so. I even sleep in the guard station most nights. I'm relieved for a few hours here and there so I can get a bath and a good meal at the end. Otherwise, I'm always here for you and your friend. At this moment in time, I am the ruler of the known world. Cletus let loose another wad of spit and tobacco onto the ground, but this time away from Aramis. Aramis looked into Cletus's eyes. Aramis was gifted at reading people. It wasn't the truth-reading ability that many ironic advisors developed over time, but it was still useful in situations such as this. There was intelligence in Cletus, no matter how he attempted to hide it through his actions and appearance. Why are you just the gatekeeper here? Cletus stopped chewing. Just. The way you talk, the way your speech patterns changed when you goaded my student into anger, your ability to make quick, sarcastic comments at the drop of a hat. Unless you have simply managed to irritate everyone in Avedon Hill, this gate does not appear to be where you belong. At least, to me. <laughs> what I am is what I am. I choose to do what I do freely, sir, which is much more than what most people can say for themselves. You look to be a good man, Sir Aramis. Cousin Red vouched for you, even though I could tell he didn't like you very much. No matter what people think about his drinking, Red's honest and hard-working. There are much worse vices in the world than ale, I always say. But it does not change the fact that Lord Avenon has closed this town. And you have not given me reason to disregard his orders. Cletus no longer slurred his speech in the least, and as Cletus seemed to relax, he stood a little taller, as if even the way he carried himself had been part of a character he had played. Aramis suddenly realized he'd better not take anything at face value in Avedon Hill. Even after Cletus's statements, Aramis sensed a door had opened slightly. Tell me about the woman who was killed. Greta Platt? Cletus squinted at the question, but answered. Ah, uh, Greta. Greta was the housemistress of Avedon Manor. She took care of the manor and everyone in it. She also served as a secretary to Lord Avedon, I guess you'd call it. Handled his schedule, that sort of thing. Her death seems to have hit Lord Avedon pretty hard. Yes, you'd have to say that. He and most of his family have been holed up in Avedon Manor mourning for nearly a week now. My cousin Red told us the only visitors in town had been cleared of the murder, leaving only the townspeople as suspects. Cletus spit once more into the grass. Your your cousin? You, are you saying that Cousin Red is actually your cousin? Aramis was slightly thrown off. What do you mean? Oh, that's priceless. Cousin Red has always called himself Cousin Red. Hell, some of the people around here probably think that Cousin is his first name. <laughs> Yes, that sounds like something Red would do. We come from a large family. He has so many cousins around the province of you that he probably found it easier just to have everyone call him Cousin Red. Back to the point of my question, though. Who is investigating Greta's murder? Avedon Hill has three constables. 
Head Constable Lewis was investigating Greta's murder, but he hasn't had much to work with. Do you work for Constable Lewis? No, I don't. I work directly for Lord Avedon, just as the constables do. Listen, Cletus. I've had some experience with this sort of thing. I might be able to help Lord Avedon discover who is responsible for this. Hmm. With the town closed, my job is a whole lot easier right now. I don't have to think as much. I just don't let anyone in or out. I can sleep at my post or do whatever I want to right now, now can't I? Maybe I don't want you to find who killed her. I do not believe that, Cletus. Aaron had returned with her packs. He could tell the tone of the conversation had changed, and he knew well enough not to interrupt. Yes, of course, I want to find out who did this. Greta Platt was, was a wonderful girl. There aren't many like her in the world. I know that well enough. Is there a Lady Avedon? No, Lady Avedon died um, seven years ago during childbirth, along with the child. Cletus looked at Aramis for a moment. And no, I don't know of any romantic relationship between Lord Avedon and Greta Plata, if that's where you were headed. No, not at all. Just trying to understand why the death of one young woman has affected Lord Avedon so much. Look, Sir Aramis, I've enjoyed our little conversation here, but again, I have my orders. Cletus turned to walk back to the gate. Cletus, wait. How about this? I have no gold to offer. (laughs) No, of, of course not. You're a member of the Ironic Order. Seem no riches on you, eh? Well, I have enough to stay at the inn and make it to Kithkarn, but certainly not enough to bribe you or Lord Avedon. But I think I do have something that you might appreciate, and will give you enough of a reason to explain why you let us into Avedon Hill. Cletus turned back to face Aramis. I'm listening. Aramis turned to Aaron and whispered something under his breath, a shocked look across the younger man's face. Aaron, after a brief struggle with his own emotions, opened his pack, pulled out a package, and handed it over to Aramis. Aramis untied the cord holding it closed and pulled out a smaller, leather-bound package about the size of a book. Aramis looked at it for a moment and then held it up in front of him. This is pipe tobacco from Arian. I am sure you understand its worth. Cletus's smile broadened. Yes, I do. I give you this, and you let us into Avedon Hill. And if you are asked, your story is that I convinced you we are here to offer trading rights to Lord Avedon on behalf of the governor of the District of Arianne, and this tobacco is just a sample of what we have to offer. By tomorrow, you should not have to worry about that being a lie. Aramis handed the package to Cletus, who held it up to his nose and sniffed deeply. A rumble of a laugh erupted from the large man as his belly shook. Fine, Sir Aramis, you win this round. The inn is north, along the main road. You take the first good road east and you'll reach the inn. Talagbor will be probably the only welcoming soul you'll meet in Avedon Hill, unless you are staying with your cousin, of course. No, the inn will be fine. Thank you, Cletus. I'm sure we'll meet again, Monk. You'll be heading right back through these gates once you realize you're not going to meet Lord Avedon. You remember I told you Constable Lewis didn't have much success in his investigation? Yes. All I know is the constables have been relegated to guard duty at the fence outside of Avedon Manor. Lord Avedon must not have been too pleased with their efforts. Good day to you.
Say Amen. A few moments later, Aramis Cragen and Aaron Pertie entered Avedon Hill. The secret door sealed behind them, and Cletus moved over to a bench near the town gate. The two men proceeded down a wide dirt road lined with several small shops and homes. They did not see any activity within the structures. All the buildings, whether homes or businesses, looked to be at least a century old. They all appeared to have been constructed using thick oak beams with walls and foundations a mix of wood and stone. Some buildings, mostly businesses of some sort, had walls reinforced with iron bands. All of the structures on this main road had been whitewashed some time recently. Aaron had a smirk on his face. Aramis? Yes, Aaron. I apologize for making the situation more difficult than it needed to be. Aramis shrugged, indicating the past was just that. I do have one question, however. What is it? Do you feel like you've broken any vows by lying to Cletus? Aramis stopped to look at a sign that pointed the way to the town's inn. How exactly did I lie, Aaron? About representing the governor of Arian? Aaron, I did not lie. I just gave Cletus something he could pass off as a lie so that he will not be reprimanded for granting us entry through the town gates. I told Cletus nothing less than the truth. Oh, yes. And by the way... Yes. Sorry about the tobacco. I know how much it meant to you. A last smile crept across Aramis's face as he clapped the younger man on the back. I will pick up some more for you the next time we are in Arian. You realize it would probably cost Cletus's life savings to buy that much Arian tobacco. And as a result, Cletus will enjoy that tobacco much more than you ever would. Just remember... Possessions do not define who you are. Tell that to my father, Aramis. Oh, I did, many times. I just hope you listen better than he did. listening to Murder at Avedon Hill. Please visit pgholyfield.com for more information on this novel and the author. Most of the music in this podcast provided by Shira Common through magnatune.com. Magnatune.com, they are not evil. Additional music generously provided by Kevin McLeod through incompetech.com. This podcast is copyright 2007. PG Holyfield and is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 2.5 License.
Thank you.